5: All right, Jody McDonald, it is time for this week in Philadelphia Sports History. I take you back, my friend, to January 11th. Not exactly this day, but I got close. 2004. Do you remember what you were doing on that day? January
6: 11th of 2004. Uh, other than watching NFL playoffs.
5: Uh, well, that's it. That's pretty much all you need to
6: know i know where i was i was out in front of lincoln financial field i was hosting the eagles pregame show in
5: 2004 well that's interesting because i wasn't so there right. you
6: go uh, well who who do you think i passed it off to for the last 20 years that's that correct. would be you pal yes sir uh, it's, it's been a mac or a mac who's hosted the eagles pregame show on the eagles radio network for the last 20 plus years
5: Yes. Yeah, so you know what I was doing that year? I was in the Tom Bigby doghouse at that point. Really? Yes, and I was hosting. We didn't have the broadcast at that time. That's when it was on YSP, and that's we didn't why, have that's it. That's why right? I
6: was hosting the pregame show, because yours truly was working at another radio station uh, 85 miles north of here. But on weekends, I came back to host
5: the Eagles pregame show on 94 WIS. Okay, oh, so you're doing for YSP. Okay. Yes. I got it. All right. So I, we didn't have the games. So what did we do for programming during the games? We did one of those shows of, you know, let's go around the league. And uh, mm-hmm. let's see, in Tampa, there's a field goal. Let's go down to our guy in Tampa. And I was doing that show during Eagle games, which I hated because I wanted to watch the Eagles game. Right. So on this day, I was doing that. Actually, I was doing it with Dick Girardi. Dickie so J. Yes. He, was, he did it with me that year. It was, a, it was an odd year. Anyway. The Eagles had, were the NFC East champions, and they were the one seed, which I didn't remember. They were uh, coming off an opening week bye, and they were playing the four-seed Green Bay Packers right here where I sit. Packers had beaten the uh, Seahawks in overtime the week before. Mm-hmm. All right, let me take you to the game. Packers lead 17-14 to 14 in the fourth quarterback. In the fourth quarter, not quarterback, in the fourth quarter. Brett Favre, Donovan McNabb. Eagles get the ball. Late, very late. Deuce rips off a 22-yarder. Ooh. Then Donovan throws an incompletion. Not good. False start. Oh no. Huge 11-yard sack on McNabb. Jody, yes. there's a there's a minute and 12 seconds to go. The Eagles are down 3 all I need to say is it's 4th and 26. And then this. Chris Collinsworth can't believe it. Um, the Packers coverage broke down. I will be honest because I, I called this up this week and watched it about 20 times. Not Nothing against Freddie Mitchell, who made a great catch, or Donovan, who made a great throw. Eagles got a pretty generous spot on that one. If it was you look at it, If you look at it, they, they it was close, and they give it to Freddie by like a yard and a half uh, but he got it. Uh, eventually, David Akers ties the game with a 37-yard field goal. It goes into overtime. Brett Favre throws a duck up there—a ridiculous mm-hmm. pass that uh, Brian Dawkins intercepts. He returns at 35 yards. Another Akers field goal. Eagles win. Eagles win. They go on to well, they go on to Carolina, where they end up losing the title game, 14 to three. In those right. years where they kept losing those games, but. What do you remember about that day, 4th and twenty-six? Well, a couple of things.
6: Number one, it takes the sting out of 3rd and 30 by the Cowboys. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Not, not completely, but a little bit. It's, it's and what and we all thought about. Yeah, uh, exactly right. Number two, did I ever tell you my Freddie Mitchell story? No, but I got one or two, so go ahead. Um, I can guarantee you that mine predates yours. Okay. Because I met Freddie Mitchell when he was 17 years old. Wow he was a very good baseball player in lakeland florida oh okay which is the home of joseph anthony alowitz's mcdonald senior yeah so it was it was a it was march and i was down there for spring training and staying at my father's house and he said hey you want to go to a high school baseball game today and i said yeah if you want to dad sure The local high school, about five miles from my father's house, St. Catherine's, I think it was, uh, was playing. And he said, they've got a draft-eligible kid. He's a pretty good player. He probably deserves to go somewhere in the 10 to 20-round range. But I don't think that's where he's going to be drafted because everybody believes he's going to play football on the West Coast. So he went to the game. Freddie Mitchell plays. He got a couple of hits, made one really good defensive play. My father and two other scouts were there. After the game was over, we all went over just to shake his hand, tell him good game, introduce himself, blah, blah, blah. And Freddie put on the charm. Oh, my God. My first love is baseball. If I were to be drafted high, I would not even consider playing football anymore. I'm a baseball player first and foremost. And he put the charm on for about five minutes and he left. And one of the scouts turned to my father and said, Yeah, he's got no chance to ever play baseball. He's (laughs) he's a football player. He's going to UCLA. uh, Mark mark it down. He's never going to play baseball. He ended up being a 50th round choice. Now, my father was telling me he deserved to go somewhere between rounds 10 and 20. So he had the talent to potentially make it to the major leagues day. But everybody and his brother knew he was going to UCLA to play both baseball and football and uh, he he wasn't winning over anybody that day. He tried, man, he threw on the Freddie charm for that one to try and convince the three teams that were there watching him to draft him higher than maybe he deserved to be drafted. Uh, But he was a a very entertaining young man at age 17. And the thing, I don't know if we have it handy, but that fourth and 26 lent itself to one of the greatest quotes in the history of sports quotes. Do you know to what I refer?
5: I know a great Freddie Mitchell quote, but I actually think it's from a different moment. So you tell me what you've got. Oh, no. And uh, maybe you're
6: right, but I don't think so. Was that not after fourth and twenty-six where Freddie Mitchell
5: thanked his hands? I thought – you may be right and I may be wrong because now we're going back, you know, between 15, 20 years on this stuff. I thought the Freddie Mitchell I want to thank my hands was when he made the tip catch – against the vikings, the vikings playoff game yes thank you bill mats i think that was the vikings playoff game but regardless okay uh, it was that, that it, is one it, of it is your the time. only yeah. if
6: we're talking about freddie mitchell uh freddie mitchell did a lot of colorful things during his time here in philadelphia nothing topped i'd like to thank my hands yes as far okay. as
5: i'm concerned so first of all freddie mitchell ucla his college roommate was chase utley right who was a much better draft pick by a Philadelphia (laughs) team. Um, So I will be honest and tell you, I always thought Freddie was kind of a jerk. Um, And I know I listen. I have friends who like him and know him. And Freddie's done some charity stuff that I've seen. And I give him a lot of credit for that. So maybe jerk may not be the right word. But when he was here, first of all, he not only was a, Bad pick for a first rounder. Not his fault they got picked, but he was not a mm-hmm. he was not a first round pick. I mean, he he played here four years and averaged twenty-two catches a year. He played here four seasons and had five touchdowns. Freddie was just not very good. Um, but I remember two things with Freddie Mitchell. I remember one, headed into the Super Bowl, he opened his big fat, slobbering mouth and said I'm going after that number 37, man. I'm going to embarrass him. You remember that? And you remember who that was? It was Rodney Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. Not bright
6: Freddie. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie's quotes were entertaining. They weren't always well advised.
5: No. uh, Before the Super Bowl, to give the other team bulletin board material was a really bad idea. But this is the other one I remember. And I think it might have been during Freddie's second year in which his second year he played all 16 games and had 12 catches for 105 yards and no touchdowns. And Steve Fredericks, God rest his soul, is on WIP doing a show. Had to be a weekend afternoon because I was driving around listening to it on the weekend. And Steve Fredericks is, is ripping Freddie Mitchell a little bit. And Freddie Mitchell did the thing that players should never do. Uh, well, two things. One is he listened to people talking about him on WIP. Never really advised. Second thing he did is he called in. And he called in to Steve Fredericks and challenged him. Really? I've never heard this story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you know? And then the one thing, this was the greatest thing. Freddie said to Steve, and and by the way, Steve Fredericks was one of the um, cleverest, craftiest, quick-thinking guys I've ever heard on this station. Agreed. Steve could come back with a retort. And so Freddie hears Steve ripping him and calls up and says to Steve Fredericks, who, by the way, Steve was in his mid-50s at the time. How many touchdown passes have you caught in the NFL? To which Steve Fredericks says, uh, one fewer than you. Fred. Oh, <laughs> nice line. Love it. <laughs> and it was great. And it was a great comeback. And, uh, but Freddie had the moment, and fourth and 26 will we'll be there forever. And it kept the Eagles alive in the playoffs one more week. Um, it was, and by the way, the Packers' defensive coordinator got fired the day after that. Understood, understandable. Yeah. So that was that was a good one, and that is this week in Philadelphia sports history. Um, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We've cleared out the lines for you. One thing I will ask you, Jody McDonald. Um, it goes against everything the Eagles have done all year. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: shopify.com slash Podcast. all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash Podcast.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over
3: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month
1: with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and
6: balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
5: They will not do this today. However, oh, I, know I would.
7: You, if know, I, you
5: know I'm in agreement with you before you even ask the question. I think I do know that you are. If I were Nick Sirianni and... The Eagles win the coin toss today. I would say we're taking the ball and we're going to score.
6: Glenn, it is something I harp on, uh, both here on WIP and on my Birds 365 show. I understand the analytics of it. I don't need to have it uh, explained to me again, the whole, you can get the back-to-back possession, score at the end of the first half, get it right back, score at the end of the second half, momentum, all of I, I acknowledge all of those things, and I realize all of those things. But the fact that the Eagles do it by rote, as soon as the coin toss is flipped, if they win, they defer. They don't think about it. They don't analyze it. They don't give any thought to their opponent that they're playing and the matchup on that given day. They don't even give thought to themselves on what would be best for them if they could do what they wanted to do and had faith in themselves. It's just automatically you win, we kick. And I think that it's foolish. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's a major hole in Nick Sirianni's potential Coach of the Year resume. I am 100% in agreement with you. If they win the coin toss today, you should say, we're getting Jalen out there. We're going to march it down the field. We're going to run it down the Giants' backups' throats. We're going to establish the fact that this game is officially over. Mm-hmm. If they win the coin toss today, I guarantee you they defer.
5: They will defer, but it, and for every reason you just stated. like, Let's get the nonsense out of the way. We score. You're done. We're going to win. And, uh, yeah, they won't do it. All right. Nope. All right, let's get uh, Ted up here. Who wants to uh, remember the fourth and twenty-six? What do you got, Ted? Well, I was uh, actually I was actually at the game at the mm-hmm. link and yep. um, against Green Bay, and um,
3: and I, I had dinner with uh, Freddie Mitchell a couple of months ago uh, down at where my daughter worked down in the uh, next to hills, uh, but anyway. Mm-hmm. We were talking, and he told me the whole shebang about what happened with the two thousand three Super Bowl. Okay, we Donovan McNabb, and Andy Reid said, "Listen, this is the deal. This is the this is this is the rules that you guys gotta abide by. You can't go out and go drinking and doing this." And and, and what they said about you know uh, uh, Donovan McNabb throwing up in the huddle, okay, was um, was true. But you know, granted that Tom Brady, okay, well, wait, 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 hold on,
5: hold on, I gotta back you up. Uh, we know that Donovan. Wretched, throw up whatever it was in the huddle because we saw it. What, is, what does that have to do with Andy's well, rules have, for the week? No,
3: well, Freddie was telling me that him and Donald McNabb did not get along at all. Do you know I mean? Oh, and, so and, Freddie and, was and, telling
5: you this story because he doesn't like McNabb?
3: Well, no, it was both. It was, it was both, but it was back and forth. Do you know what I mean? They didn't get along. I understand, and, and, but
5: this plays more to the character of Freddie Mitchell than anything else. But okay, go
3: ahead. Well, no, I know Freddie doesn't have you know. I know Freddie has some, some demons behind him, but I had dinner with him. I sat down and with him for two and He he told me everything, you know about it. But you know, if, if you want to believe, you want to believe whatever the case may be, okay. But I said I said I said I said, I said fourth and twenty six. He goes no, it wasn't fourth and twenty six. It was fourth and twenty three, and McNabb was desperate, and he and that's what got us into the two thousand three playoffs against Atlanta. You
5: know what I mean? So, uh, right. you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know where the last two evils here. I, I don't know what fourth and twenty three was, Jody. I think we all know it was fourth and twenty six.
6: Yeah, um,
5: Freddie thought it was fourth and twenty three.
6: Uh, <laughs> maybe he should have been paying better attention. Whatever he got, but he did he get twenty the marker. He did. He got twenty seven, <laughs> as you pointed out. They all had right. it like a, a yard past the sticks, and yeah. I don't know that he got quite that far, but he got far enough to get the fourth
5: down. Conversion, which was fourth and 26, not 23. They, they gave him a very generous uh, pl- uh, placement, and you know what? That worked out just fine for the Eagles, and they won the game, and that's great. And, I, well, you know what? I don't need to take that guy's thought process any further because I didn't understand it a little bit. Nor did I. Coming up, we will take more calls, presumably better than that one, 215-592-9494. And Jody and I will pick some games from today. Uh, as we continue toward a 425 kickoff. Eagles against the – I almost said the Green Bay Packers, excuse me. Eagles against the New York Giants, the faux Giants, here at Lincoln Financial Field. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP.
4: Final week of the regular
6: season Sunday here on 94 WIP. This is your quasi Eagles pre-pregame show on 94 WIP. Uh, Mr. McNow will be in charge of absolutely everything for the next six hours here on uh, WIP, including Countdown to Kickoff and Eagle pregame show. How long does it take you after you wrap up the pregame show to get upstairs?
5: Oh, five minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, not bad at all. I mean, we're right by the gate. We go in, we get the elevator. Well, we, we got to walk. Through the basement, uh, Pat, the, the fun part is always we walk past the guys carrying the giant flag for the national anthem right before they go out. Right. And so there's usually military people or um, people involved in all kinds of good causes. And, you know, you know how big those flags are, right? They cover sure. the whole field. Oh, yeah. So we, we always see them. They usually get excited to see I like grease. Uh, We walk by them. We walk halfway around the stadium. We get the elevator upstairs. I have sat in the same press box seat for 15 years next to John Clark. Uh, Used to be next to Derek Gunn. Love Derek. Love John. And uh, I'm I'm there by kickoff. Damn, you could do all that in five minutes? Yeah, pretty much.
6: Damn, you must walk fast. Grab myself a
5: coffee. It's pretty good. All right, Jody Mack, there are a good slate of games. They played the two games yesterday. Kansas City beat the Raiders. No surprise there. Jacksonville Jags get to the playoffs by beating a Titans team that just collapsed down the stretch. Of course, they lost their quarterback, too. Uh, And the Jags make the playoffs. But a whole bunch of games today. I think we should pick some games. Let's fire up the music. Jody, will take three apiece. You take one first. All right. Uh, If I were to give them to you in the order of
6: preference, I feel one of the games that you and I might agree on, I'll put as my second. Uh, It might actually be my first, but I'll put it second. Sorry, Eagle fans. And, uh, again, I believe the Eagles are going to win today, so it becomes irrelevant. I think the Cowboys are going to crush the Commanders today. They're a seven-point favorite on the road. Sam Rookie Howell from North Carolina will be getting the nod. Not Carson Wentz, not Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell making his debut for the Commanders today. Dallas knows what's at stake. They got the possibility of being the number one seed. I think they come out and fire on all cylinders and win by at least two touchdowns today. Sorry to say it, Eagle fans, but if you're talking about uh, picking games and making wagers, the Cowboys are a very good play today.
5: Yeah, I like that one too. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it out of my three, but I think that's a really good pick. And I'm going to, the one that I think we both agree on, I'm actually going to save for third, and it's not going to be a great mystery. But uh, the Browns are at the Steelers today. The Steelers are just a two and a half point favorite, which seemed very low to me. Steelers are 8 and 8, and Browns are 7 and 9. Um, Steelers actually still have something at stake. It's a long shot but they can make the playoffs they need some help they need the patriots and the dolphins to lose um but they go into the game being alive which is more than the browns are mike tomlin has never had a losing season in pittsburgh i don't think he starts today i think the steelers get to nine and eight kenny pickett's been been kind of decent kind of good in the clutch i'll bet on him over to sean watson Steelers given two and a half at home to the Browns.
6: All right, you have officially taken one of my picks, but that's okay. We're an agreement cool. on the Steelers. We're. It sounds like we're in agreement on the Cowboys. And the other game that I'm ninety percent sure we're going to be in agreement on is the emotionally charged Buffalo Bills at home today should win handily over the Patriots. I know it's seven and a half. It's more than a touchdown. I think the Bills might just go out and romp them. They're going to play their starters throughout because you've got that possibility if they win that the championship game against the Chiefs will be played at a neutral field rather than in Kansas City if they lose today. The Bills have plenty to play for. They have the superior team, and they've got all the positive emotion in the world because of their recuperating teammate. I think they
5: put a, heart down on the, a beat down and a hurt on the Patriots today uh yeah and that, and that is a game that i'm going to take look um buffalo has been through so much i'm going to pun- uh you know what let me give you my other pick and then i'll do that when we'll turn the music off because it's a little serious okay. um i'm uh, this is one i i hate to tell you i don't think your jets are going to hang with the uh dolphins today dolphins two and a half point favorites at home they they don't have two at today he's at injury the jets and, I, and I'll ask you, the Jets got in a serious funk, man. Four touchdowns in the last five games. No offensive touchdowns in the last two games. The Dolphins have lost five straight. Talking about teams in a serious funk. They're 8-3, and three, now they're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're trying to avoid a losing season. Um, the, the Jets need a win and a – I'm sorry, the Dolphins need a win and a Patriots loss to clinch the playoff spot again. They go into the game thinking they're playing for something. The Jets do not, so I'll give it to the Dolphins there. I agree with you. Not sure if Skyler Thompson is the guy,
6: and they're down to their third string quarterback because they're not playing Teddy Bridgewater either. But as good a guy as he is, and he spent a short period of time here in Philadelphia, Joe Flacco can't play anymore, and he's going to be the quarterback for the Jets today. So I I tentatively agree with you on that one. Uh, My other play is kind of a different one. I'm going to take the Chargers, and in some places you can get upwards of the Chargers plus three and a half points today against the Broncos. It doesn't make any sense. Now, if the Ravens lose early, the Chargers have nothing to play for. Mm. So there's a good chance they're going to pull Herbert. They're going to pull all the— Chase Daniels, another ex-Eagle, will get the starting nod for the Chargers today. No one in the NFL has made more money for doing less than Chase Daniels as a backup quarterback he may actually earn some money today i think the Chargers win the game no matter how many guys they pull they're getting bosa back today the other bosa not the mv uh, defensive player of the year joey returns they're gonna get him some run i think that'll lift their spirits a little bit and denver's just a bad team i know they've been a little bit better since they fired their coach and changed their play caller I think the Chargers win no matter who they put out there. And, oh, by the way, you're getting three and a half points just in case Chargers are my uh, third pick.
5: Yeah, good. Uh, I don't think we have any serious disagreements on any of them. Good stuff. Jody, give me your tagline. I love it. Remember, bet with your head, not over it. There you go. All right, let's uh, turn on the music, and let's talk a little bit about the Buffalo thing because – yeah, that means a lot to me uh, today, and, and you and I haven't really talked much about the DeMar Hamlin things, a couple of things I do want to ask you about, but I, I, I'm just going to say this. Um, it's been a long time since I lived in Buffalo. I mean, it's my entire adult life. I, I haven't lived there. Um, my parents, we, we moved my parents down from there to Philadelphia, I guess about 11, 12 years ago. Um, but I still have a lot of family there, and I still have friends there, and um, it's my roots, so it means a lot to me. And having lived in that city, having grown up there, I can tell you that the relationship between that football franchise and the people in that town is incredibly tight. Um, I think it's the same. <sighs> Spring
8: is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
5: And smallest in the city in the league next to Green Bay. Maybe Jacksonville is smaller, but I don't think so. Buffalo, Buffalo is a small town, and that franchise means everything to those people. The energy that is going to be there today is is going to be incredible in that stadium. Um, it's it's a lot like what the Eagles mean in Philadelphia and how everybody is an Eagles fan, except that Buffalo is like a quarter of the size of Philadelphia, and it still means that much. So it's, it's just – you know, they have the Sabres, and the Sabres haven't made the playoffs in about a 1,000 years. So it's basically they got the, the Bills. And these people, they, their entire fall and winter is rooting for the Bills. That's what they do. The Bills Mafia is a real thing. Um, you hate to say that a tragedy is going to coalesce a team. Um, you know, or, or better said that I'm going to pick a game partly because of that and, and because the tragedy is the most important thing. But the Bills are playing for a lot today, and it's more than just playoff seating. Buffalo has been through so much, Jody, um, in in the last year. Uh, I don't know if, if you know this or saw this, remember this? They they had a mass murder there, a mass shooting there mm-hmm. by a, by a racist gunman. And uh, wasn't that long ago? They had that horrible snowstorm and 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 snowfall that killed forty people just. Within the last couple of weeks, Um, and and you know people know Buffalo for snow. This is the worst snowstorm that they had in a hundred years there, and this is a place that has snow all the time. Um, Then you have this horrible thing that happens to Jamar Hamlin, and then I saw just uh, Friday that their longtime radio announcer, a guy named John Murphy, who was. You know, who's a local legend like our radio announcers are local legends, like part of the fabric, been doing it forever. Everybody knows him and loves him. He had a stroke this last week, and he's not going to be doing it. So that city's been pounded, 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 and they're going to come out today. They're going to fill that stadium. I'm sure the team's going to feel incredible emotion. Um, Hamlin spoke to his, his teammates the other day. Uh, via FaceTime, and I I just imagine that it's going to be an incredible scene there today. Again, I don't want to make it into they're going to win the game because of this, but I I just think the energy and emotion in that stadium today is going to be going, going to be astounding, going to be really special.
6: Mac, one thing I should know, and I don't off the top of my head, um, what's weather supposed to be like
5: in Buffalo today? I don't know. Actually, we'll look that up. Yeah, I don't know. Little snowfall would be kind of fitting, fitting, fitting what it always is.
6: Un- understood, and that's yeah. why I, I didn't yeah. feel
5: the need to look it up because
6: sometimes you factor weather into selections that you can make picks. You make oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, the crowd is going to be, as you say, electric. The players is going to be as energized as possible. I don't think weather plays now. If, no, it's thirty-two if, degrees and, and cloudy. No snow in the. In the no snow case. effect. No no, no lake effects. No. Uh,
5: yeah. Uh, uh, jumping in in the middle of the game,
6: yeah, I, I think the uh, it'll be a game that I'll be watching in the one o'clock window for sure.
5: Yeah, it's one that I wish I had the opportunity to, to uh, tune in on. My you know, it's so funny. My wife said to me, "Do you want me to you want me to record it and you can watch it later?" And I, I don't know if you feel the same way I do. Sports is the one thing that I can't watch later. Sports and this is why sports is as popular as it is on TV and why the NFL is the most popular thing on television because I have to watch sports when they happen. If I know how they how it happened and who won and how they won, other than you know it's an Eagles game and I want to break it down later because I'm going to discuss exactly. it on the air, right? So that's for work purposes, right? You know I need to like how did that press coverage break down? Let me look at it. But just in terms of watching it later, I can't do it. I record every Eagle game every week. Uh, I watch it while I'm mm,
6: sitting here and getting ready to do my CBS show thereafter, but I have it in case there's something i got to go back and double-check on Monday or Tuesday, something that comes up on a show, and I'm not exactly sure. My memory isn't serving me. So I record it for, you're right, research purposes after the fact, but I don't go back and watch entire Eagle Games over again. I know some people who do. I'm not one of them. The last thing I recorded to go back and watch, I never did was the last couple of minutes of the sixers game on monday night because i was not watching monday night football when the hamlin hit took place i found out about it on a text A bunch of my buddies i got some jet buddies that uh... we they whine and moan whenever the jets are losing and we're on a text chain about nine of us and one of my friends texted me while i'm watching the sixers and it said uh, i've never seen that on a national football league field before He didn't go into detail. So I didn't even bother flipping over to the Monday night game. About four or five minutes later, one of the other guys chimes in and says, man, I think that guy could have potentially died on the field. I said, oh my God, so I gotta change over. The ambulance was just leaving the field at the time. I didn't see the play. I didn't know what happened. I got caught up pretty quickly. And then I had to go on WIP on Monday night earlier than the daughter was going to because I come on after the Monday night game. Well, the Monday night game ended, so I had to go on and talk about it. I had to do as much quick research as I could, but that was the last thing I recorded to go back and watch thereafter, and I never got back to the Sixers because of everything that right. transpired on Monday night. Yeah,
5: and that, and, that, and that becomes a different thing. Last year, I remember I saw of the top 100 rated anything on TV last year, I think 85 or 87 of them were NFL games. Right. 90-plus were sporting events. The vast majority were NFL games. The the uh, college football championship was on there. Maybe one of the NBA games. I, you know, a couple other things. Um, maybe an Olympics. But it's like two shows, three news events, and 92 sporting events. <laughs> and the reason to me is because you don't record sporting events. You watch them live. I, I, I watch TV. I watch a lot of TV, but I watch it at my own schedule, right? right. I, I, you'll ask me when a show is on, and I typically don't even know when it's on or what night it's on because I, I watch it when I do. But sports, you got to watch live.
6: And the one where that really hits home is
5: the, the NFL
6: is the only one that truly you can. If you're going to miss it, you can go back and watch it later. You get really busy. You've got a wedding to go to or something like that. You can go back and watch baseball that never happens because you got another game the next day at least in the nfl you got seven days in case you're going to be out of town you're uh, out of the country and you're coming back and you try and do that with a baseball game they've played two games since right so what the yeah. hell matters that something happened three days previous so you are right the immediacy of sports on television cannot be matched
5: absolutely let's get uh, casey in east falls here hey casey
0: Hey, thank you so much. I just wanted to weigh in. I'm from Rochester, New York, so I'm mm-hmm. a huge Bills fan, and I'm going to tell you, that team is not just Buffalo. It's the whole Western New York, and that fan base is so passionate. Win or lose, that team, they lost, they suffered more than any team. They lost four straight Super Bowls, the Music City Miracle, and then last year's debacle with the B—you know, the nonsense overtime rule. How do you like to beat Josh Allen and lead your team to the final win, and then you don't even get back in the field and you lose? I mean, Suffered, the Bills have suffered. And they, you saw it this week when they came for their, uh, this kid. That fan base in Western New York, you can take the whole state, they all love the Bills.
5: Yeah. And, and it's a regional to... franchise, you're right. It's a regional franchise. Oh my
0: franchise. god. My father and I went to 8 Bills games. I went to 8 games from 9 age 9 to 15. And my first game at 9 1969 was at the old War Memorial Stadium where I think they won the championship with Jack Kemp in 66. I saw O.J. Simpson 8 times live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you and I, mean, I grew I up together. In my blood, man. The Bills, Mob, whatever, they are the most passionate. It's not just Buffalo. It's Rochester and all the cities. Rochester's a million people. So you can double the bill. Buffalo and you throw Rochester. That's where the Bills train summer camp at St. John Fisher. We love the Bills. I'm an Eagles fan because I lived here 19 years now. But I love the Bills and my dream, Bills-Eagles-Super Bowl. My God, I don't yeah. know who to root
5: for. Yeah, and, well, that's kind of my nightmare, to be honest with you, if that <laughs> ever happens. And I and I would root for the Eagles. I mean, I've lived here for 30-something years, and I i mean, this is my job, and this is i am if, if the Eagles win, I'm going to the parade. If the Bills win, I'm not. But my dad, my dad would love to see the Bills win, and with my dad, I would love to see him get that at some point. Let me year. add
6: to your regional aspect of the Bills, because you know I do the, the weekends on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. I get a bunch of Toronto Buffalo Bill fans. Oh, so yeah. it's not just within the United States. It crosses the border that there are diehard Bills fans that are actually Canadians that live and die
5: with the Bills as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a big thing. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow on 94 WIP. Jody Mack and Glenn Mack now. We're taking to the top of the hour. I'm sticking around. I got uh, Countdown to Kickoff at 1 o'clock with Ross Tucker and Dave Spadaro. And then the pregame show starts at 2 o'clock today right here on the north side of Lincoln Financial Field. We're facing Citizens Bank Park right outside the pro shop. People start coming in. Uh, We have the usual gang. And today's uh, featured alumni, I think it's at 3 o'clock, Javon Kurse. Jody, the freak, will be right here. So, always enjoy those moments, too. Let's work in Mark uh, from Wayne before we
4: hit the top of the hour. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Great show, as usual. love listening to you guys. Thank you. you. I think it's great that um, Jalen's playing today. I agree with you, Jody. You need to get him a little bit of work. I think the birds win rather handily. I think the defense completely shuts down the Giants. I'm looking at, like, 24-7, 24 10 one okay. other quick point, if I may, guys. Uh, Jody, you may get a kick out of this. My dad passed away on December 1st. He was 91. Glenn, I've listened to you for years. We're about exactly the same age. And big, big sports fans. So we were going through some old pictures. And we found a picture from, I, I think it was a WIP trip to D.C. in 1994. It's dated on the back. And there is my mom and my sister surrounding a smiling young bearded Jody Mac. <laughs> and Jody, well, you have these, these wild looking like psychedelic sweatpants on. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, Oh, the oh. Zubas.
6: Mac, Mac, Mac man, uh, knew me during that the was Zuba your trademark,
4: era. man. You you had
5: yeah. Oh, I don't know, six, eight, ten pairs of those, Jody, including you had one that looked like an explosion in a fish factory. More like 12 or 14 pairs. But who's counting? That
6: would yeah. be my right. wife, who very <laughs> successfully over the years called the herd and <laughs> cut down on them one by one by one by one until none were left. But I'm not surprised I was wearing Zubaz. Still the bearded one, although it might have had some brown in it back then 93. It's now all white. I'm glad you held on to that
5: picture all these years. You were looking
4: very sharp, my man. Go Eagles. Thank Eagle. you. Hey, thank I you. I
5: appreciate that. Good stuff. Appreciate the call. call. All right, Jody, we have uh, we have not, I think, officially made our pick for today's game. Uh, you go first.
6: Are you reaching for the folded piece of paper? Is that what you're trying to tell me, Matt? Yes. Now?
5: Hold on. Where is it? There it is. Hold on.
6: Get it ready. Come on. It's the end of the show. you got to have this handy. Got it. That's All it. All right. You've got your folded piece of paper. i got it written down on my show sheet notes. Um, Eagles are going to win. Could it be uh, the fact that they need to just kind of get the offense rolling with Jalen back in gear? Might it take a little bit? Could they be um, a little trepidatious about overusing Miles Sanders today? Yeah, I think all those things could come into play. I think they're gonna win. The line is up to 16 and a half now. I would stay away from the game. I would not wager on it. I think the Eagles win by double digits. I'm looking at like 26 to 16.
5: Oh, okay. That's uh, them hanging on a little more, but that's okay. Um, geez, I want to believe that it's comfortable, and I wrote down that it's going to be comfortable, and I'd like to think that certainly by some point in the third quarter, Jalen Hurts. Well, he's probably not going to take off the shoulder pads, to be in the field, but puts on the big jacket, sits down, and enjoys the rest of the game on the sidelines with some of the other starting teammates. I say the Eagles are going to win this one, thirty-one to thirteen. So, so you, you actually
6: do have them covering at sixteen
5: and a half. That's a gigantic number. But I know. Thirteen does give I, you the Eagle cover, Mac man. It does. And 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 if I were betting, I wouldn't bet it only because. The Giants score some late-game garbage touchdown, and then, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, all of a sudden you're not covering. So, to me, the games like this, games that don't matter are games that I just would not want to bet. they got to mean something to to both teams for me to want to bet on them. But there you go. All right. Before
6: we do that, let me just uh, sneak this in. I will make one wager on the Eagle game today. It will be an anytime Boston Scott touchdown. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. Because he is notorious for scoring touchdowns against the New York Giants. Ah, yes. And I think they will at some point try and get Miles out of the game if they have a lead. He's been playing with a knee issue the last couple of weeks and is wearing a brace. And um, he has been limited in practices uh, for the last couple of weeks. I think they'd like to get both Gainwell and Scott a little more involved today, and they will get uh, Boston involved down by the goal line. So you're getting three to one on an anytime Boston and Scott touchdown. That's the only play I'm going to make on the Eagle game today.
5: Well, and it would help me, Jody, if he particularly gets it on a kickoff return because I've got my, <laughs> my stupid bet. All the bet. way to the house. Yes, a done
6: deal, Mac man. Yes. It doesn't matter how he scores, so I'll take it on a touchdown return. I
5: am down return. one point in my stupid bet Ooh. with Mike Sealski. This is the last chance I've got. I need a kickoff return of 40-plus yards or, a, or not 40-plus not yards. It takes it out to the 40 or a punt return uh, for 20-plus yards. So either of those would, would serve me well. All right, let's go back to the studio find out from our producer, Nick Gernshaw, what did we forget to talk about today?
7: All right, guys, got a couple of stories for you here, starting with DeMar Hamlin, a nice gesture from the Buffalo Bills, the NFL, and the NFL PA. So Ian Rappaport put out a tweet saying, Bills, DeMar Hamlin, a uh, four-year contract. It's 3.64 million. That's how much he makes. Contains a standard split to pay him at a lower rate if he lands on injured reserve. He was put on injured reserve this week. Sources told Ian Rapport saying Buffalo has worked out an agreement with the NFL and NFLPA to pay him in full. So nice gesture, right there. Smart.
5: It is a nice gesture. I just I will say, not to to sour the thing, but the the NFL. In other leagues, if players get injured, they get paid their full salaries, right, Jody? Correct. In the NFL, they don't. It's, it's a difference. So I'm glad they're doing it. To me, it should be standard to begin with.
7: All right, what else? All right, so next, I don't know if you guys watched the game last night uh, on ESPN, but ESPN also, for DeMar Hamlin, turned their microphones upside down and made it look like a three in honor of DeMar Hamlin. Well done. And, oh, by the way, give ESPN credit. Despite the whole, and we could have spent 20
6: minutes on this today, about how Joe Buck did or didn't get the information on whether they were or weren't going to restart the game. That aside, other than that, I thought ESPN did a phenomenal job at handling a very difficult broadcast on Monday night.
5: They did, particularly uh, thumbs up to Booger uh, McFarlane and Susie Culber. And it was a very, I mean, you're doing this thing live, and you have to keep talking. And you really don't know what's going on, and you don't have more information, and they
7: did. They, their broadcasters did a very good job of it. All right, one more. All right, so last one. I'm going to the Euro League. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it sparked a conversation. So I don't know if you guys remember Nikola Mirotic. He hit a crazy buzzer beater in a Euro League game. And then apparently he stepped out of bounds before he hit the buzzer beater, and it was not called and the referee who missed the call was suspended for four games. So on social media, it kind of sparked a discussion. Should referees be suspended and disciplined if they miss an egregious call? I say no. Um,
5: it, it's not going to make their job any easier. They're not going to be any better at their job if you suspend them or find them with whole pay. They're trying to do their best. If they're incompetent, they shouldn't have the job. Uh, if they make an occasional mistake, it happens. Jody, you may see it otherwise. The, no, I'm pretty much with you, Mac. And, oh, by the way, they are disciplined. Are they suspended?
6: No. Are they given lesser assignments going forward? Yes. All, all sports have reviews of officials all the time, and there is a price to pay, but just not as heavy a price as the one in the one that you're uh, talking about, Nick, and I'm with Glenn. Uh, I think that was an overreaction by the league.
5: All right, nice job, Nick Earnshaw, Jody Mack. Always a pleasure, and uh, let us assume I'm going to see you next week as the Eagles have a first-round bye.
6: That's exactly the way I'm planning. I've already got on my calendar right here in front of me next Sunday morning with Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. All
5: right, man, be well. Everybody, don't go anywhere. Countdown to kickoff coming up next right here on 94 WIP.